Hey, welcome to Let's Talk with your host, Kelvin Newkirk Jr. Listen, I'm so excited you're here. And let me tell you, this is the perfect podcast for you. Because on this podcast, we're going to have honest, open, and biblical conversations about things people love to talk about. Also about things people hate to talk about. So with that being said, let's hop into it. Hey everybody, once again, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. This is the second episode, and I just want to take some time and say thanks to everyone who tuned in last week and everyone who shared, commented, and sent some type of encouragement or even came up to me in person and said something encouraging to me. I'm very thankful to God for allowing me to be on this platform, and I'm very thankful for all of the love and support from all of my audiences, no matter where you are. I really appreciate it. I was looking at the statistics of the different stats from the platform and how many downloads I got and all that good stuff. And and I saw that all around, literally the United States, people were tuning in and I'm a little bit of a geek. I get it. Like it's not huge. It's not this huge thing, but it's really just awesome to just see that people really want to hear what I have to say. And people really believe that I have a word from God and that and that God has entrusted me with this awesome privilege to articulate the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm just I'm very thankful for that. And it really blows my mind in the grand scheme of things just to see where God has brought me from. You know, I'm a kid who at one time couldn't talk the right way for like 10 years of his life. And here I am now able to stand to really sit in front of you in a way, and you're able to hear my voice. And that's the only thing you hear. You don't see me, but you hear my voice. I mean, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have even dreamed or fathomed uh, this moment happening. So, you know, so I'm very excited. I get it. It's not this huge, huge thing, but to me, um, it mean, this means the world to me because it shows that God, no matter what people try to do, no matter what circumstances or anything comes in your life, God's plan is going to be God's plan for your life. And what God has designed for you is going to be for you no matter no matter what comes your way, no matter what comes and stands in your way. God has a way for you to follow his will. All you have to do is just accept it. All you have to do is stay faithful to it because trials will t- come, problems will come, but God is still God through it all. And so sometimes we have a habit of making this perspective of God in our mind And that's not the God of the Bible. That's not the real God that we serve. And so we end up walking away from the faith or even stepping away or even not believing because we follow this God that's in our head, not the God of the Bible, not the real God. That's why it's important to stay the course because God is loving, God cares for you, and God loves you. So if you're in a rough patch in your life right now or you're thinking to yourself, wow, he's doing this, like, why can't I do something like that? You can and God has a plan for you to prosper in whatever area that he has for you to prosper. You just have to trust and believe that he's going to do that for you. And I guarantee you, if you just try, if you just subscribe to what he tells you, give him a 30-day subscription. And I guarantee you, that will be a subscription you will not cancel. I guarantee you. Let's jump into the topic, though, because I'm really excited about the topic. So what is the topic for today? This topic is something that I hear about 
when I share my beliefs and also when I talk about the calling that I believe that's on my life. I hear about it all the time. And so on the first topical episode of this podcast, we're going to get a little hot and heavy because we're going to talk about tattoos. We're going to talk about tattoos on this episode of Let's Talk. This topic is very important to me personally because I feel that it has created so much division within the Christian community. And I feel that many Christians don't look to the Bible to get insight on how to handle the subject matter. Now, I must be uh, fair with you. I didn't really um, look to the Bible for insight on how to handle the subject matter until I actually started studying for this particular episode of this podcast. And so it opened my eyes up. So hopefully through the Bible, we can all get insight together on how to handle this situation and how and what the Bible really says about this situation, because it will blow your mind of how the Bible says we should handle situations like this, or maybe I'm just not Christian enough. Maybe I haven't read uh, the Bible enough, but it, I mean, it just blew my mind. And I was able to pick something out of it, out of it. Uh, even though I've heard the scripture before, even though I've read this chapter before and all that good stuff, I never really pulled out what I pulled out from it until I started actually studying to be able to teach or to be able to give insight in a way. So with that being said, I think there are some questions that must be asked before we dive into this specific subject matter. When I talk about tattoos, I'm not talking about the actual meaning behind a tattoo. We're not going to get into hypotheticals when it comes to that. I'm talking about the actual act of getting a tattoo, the actual act of your flesh being cut or your flesh being pierced by something. Let's talk about that specific action because uh, I've seen um, that people don't really care about the meaning if they already think what you're doing is wrong already. They're going to they're not going to care about the intentionality behind it if they feel like what you're doing is wrong already. Like I don't like I think that before people are ever able to look at the meaning behind something, before people ever get close enough to view the meaning behind something, they're already looking at it in a bad way from the back. So I think that we must first debunk um, what has commonly been taught in a lot of churches, what has commonly been taught within a lot of circles. Um, I think we should first um get some insight on what the Bible actually says about it and the context behind what the Bible actually says. So let's talk about the actual act of getting a tattoo. And I think there's some questions that must be asked and answered. And the first question is, what are tattoos? What is the meaning of tattoos? The second question is, what does the Bible say about tattoos? The third question that has to be asked is, are tattoos sinful? And the last question is, how to handle tattoos? This is the most important uh, point to me or how to handle this subject matter as Christians. So let's answer these questions and get more insight on the subject matter together, because I think we will. And I think and I hope and I pray that hopefully you'll be able to get some insight from what I'm talking about and also from the Bible, most importantly, from the Bible. And then um, what I believe the Bible is trying to say or you know, or my articulation of what I think the scripture actually says. So let's talk about what tattoos are. Let's talk about our definition of tattoos first, which would basically be a mark, a figure, design, or word intentionally fixed or placed on the skin. And let's talk about the biblical meaning of tattoos. 
And I think the biblical meaning of tattoos will go under the umbrella of flesh cutting. So it would include piercings too, because that is a, a, a cutting of the flesh, basically an act that cuts the flesh. So let's see what the Bible says about flesh cuttings or tattoos. So what does the Bible say about tattoos and the, the act of getting a tattoo? I believe law wise is only mentioned once in Old Testament, which contain laws that the nation of Israel received from God. So the Old Testament, there were laws in there that were directed towards ancient Israel who had just came out of bondage. We're going to get into that later on too also. And we see tattoos mentioned in a part of the law found in Leviticus chapter 19, verse 28, which says, do not cut your bodies for the dead or put tattoo marks on yourselves. I am the Lord. This isn't the King James version. Uh, this is a more contemporary version of the Bible. However, I think um, the scripture basically gets to the same point. That's why I didn't really nitpick um, on different versions for this specific topic. And so I heard that scripture so much. I've heard that scripture so many times, but I've never heard the context behind that particular scripture. And that's a very dangerous thing, in my opinion, because scripture without context can create division, hurt, and stagnation within the Christian community. So let's get some context on what the scripture is saying. In this passage of scripture, Moses was attempting to prevent the nation of Israel, ancient Israel, from practicing the practices of pagan cultures around them, not only around them, but the culture that they just came from because they were in bondage. They were in Egypt as slaves. They were Egyptian slaves. And so now they're being brought out of bondage. And so they still have some residue left on them. So what Moses is doing is trying to break those habits because Egypt and the other tribes surrounding the nation of Israel were worshiping false gods or many gods. So therefore, this law does not apply to us when it comes to the action of getting tattoos, because the law forbid it, forbid tattoos, forbid the act of getting tattoos, because the act of getting tattoos were synonymous with worshiping false gods. That's why that's why it says for the dead. Oh, that's why we see certain trends where it says that you shouldn't do certain things for the dead. So that leads to my next question. And my next question would be, are tattoos sinful. So the act of getting a tattoo is not sinful whatsoever. The meaning or the message sent by the tattoo can be sinful. And so, like I said before, we're not going to get into any type of crazy hypotheticals of which meaning or which message will be sinful or wouldn't be sinful. We're not going to get into deep hypotheticals. Now, there may be some hypotheticals that come up here and there, but we're not going to get into crazy, deep, hypothetical, these crazy theories or conspiracies of what would be or what wouldn't be. We're going to look at what the Bible says and apply it to uh, this subject matter. So after the Old Testament law we visited was delivered, there was no other explicit scriptures hinting at the fact that the act of getting tattoos were forbidding. So ultimately, this subject matter is opinion based. Ultimately, it's personal preference. Therefore, here's how we should handle this subject matter as Christians. And I think this is so important. I think this this is 
really the most important part of this podcast because nobody really looks to this scripture to apply. And I'm not saying nobody like my audience. I'm just saying from what I've seen, a lot of people don't practice this. A lot of people don't, um, they don't apply this to their life. And so we're going to start at Romans 14 and we're going to start at the first chapter. And we're just going to read through uh this chapter, we're just going to read through this. So to give certain context um, of this specific scripture, uh, Christianity is relatively new. And so we have uh, Jewish believers who have been kind of, who they they see the faith and stuff like that. They would be, I would probably compare them to the people who were like raised in church, right? So they they kind of have a good idea of certain, pra- of certain religious practices and things like that. They've been brought up in the religion and so we have Gentile believers also. Those would be the people who weren't born in church, who weren't raised in church, may I say, who weren't raised in that type of environment. Those are people who are now stepping into a new identity. They're literally stepping into a new scope of what should be done. And so there's some conflict between the religious practices of the Jewish people and the beliefs and conscience and convictions of the Jewish people compared to the conscience and convictions of the Gentile believers. So uh, Paul kind of sets the record straight. It says the weak and the strong. That's how we started off. And matter of fact, I think in another version, let's look up another version really quickly. Uh, I got my Bible with me. Let's look up another version. Um, and this is what it says. It says, do not pass judgment on one another. And I'm going to stick to this one because I really like this one. It says, as for one who is weak in faith, Welcome him, but do not quarrel over opinions. One person believes he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the law is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind, the one who observes the day observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. While the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. For none of us lives to himself and none of us dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. For to the end, for to, for to this end, Christ died and lived again that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living, the weak and the strong, may I say. Why do you pass judgment on your brother? Or you, why do you despise your brother? For we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For it is written, as I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us will give an account of himself to God. This is basically saying that we should not argue or quarrel over opinions because it can be divisive and it can lead to other 
believers stumbling and falling. So we should respect each other's beliefs and not condemn them because it's really not our place. It says specifically in scripture that we all have to stand judgment before God. So therefore, we can't judge one another. We're slaves to a master as Christians. We're slaves to a master. So I can't judge another slave because we're on the same level. Now, does that mean that we can't hold each other accountable? And if I see a brother who I built relationship with first, and who I know very well, I can go up to him and say, hey, brother, like, can you just explain to me like what that tattoo means? Like, I really want to know. But it's all about perspective. And it's all about how you approach another Christian. Because what I see sometimes is even though we have relationship with one another, we don't take time and actually think about how we're going to approach another Christian and ask them a question or discuss with them how something should be done. And I think that's just so terrible because we know better. We know better than that. Some of us know, some of some of the Christians out there know better than to approach someone in a certain way and they do it anyway. Some of them read the Bible, study the Bible heavily where it says that we should approach each other with kindness. We should approach each other with gentleness. And we should kind of dispute what we're going to say or debate or do whatever we're going to do in a respectful manner. However, we really shouldn't argue or quarrel over these things anyway. Because I guarantee you the act of getting a tattoo isn't going to send someone to hell, but someone else may believe that. So it's not my job to say, oh, because you have a tattoo, you're going straight to hell. Christians shouldn't do that. Also, likewise, if I do have tattoos and if I love tattoos, it's not my job to condemn the person who doesn't like tattoos. It's not for that. Matter of fact, it's better. It's better and it's more Christ-like that if I see someone who has a whole bunch of tattoos and I have an opinion, I keep my opinion to myself. And likewise, it's the same way if I have tattoos If I'm going into an environment where I know these people don't like tattoos, I'll cover them up and I will hide them and I will conceal them in a way so that it does not offend another Christian because it could cause them to stumble and to fall. And that's not what we want. We don't want to shrink the kingdom of God. We want to expand the kingdom of God. And how can we effectively expand the kingdom of God if we quarrel and argue over opinions our preferences is not for us to do is not for us to do. Some Christians believe that, hey, um, a spotlight and a stage is different from a pew and a pulpit. That's OK. That's OK. And some are on the other side of the coin. However, if I come from an environment where there's pews and pulpits, I won't sit there with my arms folded and look crazy during a contemporary worship set because I'm so used to the traditional environment that I was in and because I want to dispute or because I believe that these lights and what's going on right here is such a bad thing. No, no. Likewise, if I come from an area where my worship set and my environment is a little bit more contemporary, more modern, I'm not going to go into an area that's more traditional and act like I don't know who God is in my life and not like he's never done anything for me when it comes time to worship his name. Either way, God is still at the throne. 
it's not my job as a Democrat to come at a Republican and say, hey, you're not following Christian practices with your political beliefs. Likewise, it's not for me as a Republican to confront a Democrat about their political beliefs and their spiritual beliefs. And we're going to get into that later on in the episode. So I don't want to get too far into that. But really, that's what it means, guys. We should respect each other and not condemn each other's beliefs because we have the answer to the same person anyway. There's only one person that could condemn us, and that's God. So we should be respectful to one another and we should respect each other. And that's going to lead into the conclusion because let's go to 1 Samuel chapter 16. And this is one of my favorite books of the Bible because it goes into the story of David. And David is one of my favorite uh, my favorite figures from the Bible. He's actually one of my favorite historical figures because even people to this day who are in leadership over Israel say that King David is is the greatest king to ever live over that nation. And so I think that's so cool. I think that's so cool. And David is a firm example. He's a prime example of how you should worship God. He's a prime example of a heart after God, because literally, I mean, it's even in the Bible that David was a man after God's own heart. So let's go to first Samuel. Let's go to chapter 16. Let's look at verse number seven. And this is what it says. And the context of this is, um, the context of this is that Samuel is going to anoint a king and David has older brothers. And so Samuel is going, apparently they're getting ready to have dinner. And so uh, Samuel's looking, you know, he's looking for a king. And so he goes through and he looks at David's brothers. So David brothers in stature, they're bigger than him um, because David is the smallest um, and they're beautiful and they're good looking and stuff like that. And there's David out there in the pasture. And Samuel's like, there's one more person. They're like, do you have any other sons? And and his father, Jesse's like, hey, he's outside in the pasture. And he comes in. And that's when Samuel anoints him as king or whatnot. That's when he kind of gives the gives the gives the message that David's going to be um, the king of Israel one day. He doesn't look qualified. He doesn't look like this king that he's one day going to be. And his predecessor, Saul, King Saul, who's in who's the king um, before David becomes king. He's like, he's the picture perfect king. And so David isn't. David isn't. So we're going to go into what the Bible says about this. So this is, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance on the height of his stature, because I have rejected him. For the Lord sees not as man sees. Man looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord looks on the heart. So that tells me that the Lord looks on the inward appearance. God looks at the inward while we look at the outward. So we should focus on what's on the inside of us before we ever condemn anyone's outward appearance. Because there's someone who has sleeves full of tattoos who have an amazing and pure heart after God. And I guarantee you there's some people out there who don't have any tattoos at all and hate tattoos that don't have a heart after God. Their heart is full of pride and their heart are after themselves. So therefore, I encourage you all to pay attention to yourselves inwardly because ultimately, that's what makes all the difference is what's inward. What's inward makes all the difference. So I encourage you to do that. 
And that's going to conclude this episode. So with that being said, I love you all. And I thank you all for joining me. And I guarantee you we'll talk later. Actually, it'll be next Friday when we talk. So bye. I'll catch you later.